Okay, welcome Debbie to No Excuses Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So, welcome, thank you for giving up your time to come on the show. So, for our viewers, just a wee brief intro of who you are and what you currently do. So, I'm Debbie. Um, I am a personal trainer and also I work for the NHS. Um, probably got about three jobs. Right, Actually, okay. I have got three jobs. <laughs> I, um, I started off volunteering for the NHS for the first um, lockdown and I worked for Nuffield at that time. Right. But I'm late to the party. I didn't become a personal trainer till I was 49. Okay. So before that, I managed the biggest all-male hostel in Glasgow. It's a 61-bed hostel for men. Yeah. Um, and then I had what some might call a midlife crisis. I call it an awakening. <laughs> and I went, um, I, started, I had never been in a gym, like, like not properly in a gym. And I joined a gym and um, fell in love. A guy came up to me and said, have you ever thought about being a personal trainer while I was rowing really badly on the rowing machine? <laughs> like, really badly. <laughs> and I was like, eh, no, mate, I've got a job. I've got a real job. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, um, no, you'd be really good. And I was like, what's he all about? You know, it was my friend. She was in the road beside me and rowing really badly as well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and okay. um, so a few months few months after that, that was, say, November, December, January, February, I went away to Australia, New York, did a bit of running away from yeah. life. And um, when I was in Australia, my best friend lives there, one of my best friends, and she had said, we were on the beach and our daughter did something. I know I digress a lot, so you might need to pull me back, Scott. That's all good. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is the story of how I became a personal trainer, really. You know, the rest, all the other stuff's behind me. But basically, I was on the beach and her daughter was 12 at the time. She was doing something, and I said, no, do it like that, you know, and it was basically to safeguard a handstand or something. Yeah, yeah. And Pauline stood up and she went, I've had an epiphany. She went, you need to be a personal trainer. And I was like, what? Because I told her what the guy had said. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, eh? She went, it's just natural. It just comes natural to you. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least something in my life's come natural. <laughs> <laughs> so I went home. Went to New York, came back, and then phoned the guy. And I was like, listen, I've had a wee thought. Can I meet with you? And I spoke to his wife, who I knew from the gym as well, chatting away and did the course. And oh, I was yes. really shit at it. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but if anybody out there, and I know this is probably something at the end, but if anybody was out there thinking about challenging themselves, my advice is have no fear. Because you're only learning as you go. What you learn there is, you know, is great, but I've only learned since doing it. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, being on the gym floor or taking classes, etc., that's where you get your people skills from. People skills has never been a um, problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people skills, have, I mean, I managed a hostel with 32 staff. I had um, 61 turnover clients all the time. Yeah. People, I'm great. I'm actually great with people. And I'll say that now at my age, I can confidently say I love people and I enjoy interacting with people. Yeah. But I think that's probably why the guys thought I'd be a good personal yeah. trainer. Absolutely. But it was all it's all the other. It's the personal training part, the technical part. You know, I was like, I didn't know what anything was. Yeah. I actually walked out the class crying because we're talking about a pyramid set and I 
drop set and I was like, and I left the room. Right. And I thought, I was just going in there to learn how to do a handstand properly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cat wheel. <laughs> I row the bike. So, yeah, but obviously. Right, so so let's let's talk about, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep it focused on you becoming a personal trainer. Right, Debbie? So, obviously, you know, you've, you've passed your course, right? So, what was, you know, stepping onto the gym floor for the first time, what was the challenges that you found most difficult? Well, for me, um, trying not to advise people that don't want advice. Right, yes. You know, and I still struggle with that. I mean, I've got such a radar. I see a big mouth. I have that as well. You know, it's, it's quite funny because... Um, when I done my, my my level two course, and you know the tutor, uh, I think it was Alan, kind of it was Glasgow Clyde College. I done it uh-huh. many many twenty fifteen twenty fourteen. So uh-huh. many moons ago now, but he says to us during that course, he says you you won't walk into the gym and look at somebody the same again, because now what you're doing is you're you're going into the gym, but you're, you're training away, but you can't help by noticing, uh, oh, by the way, he's doing a bad squat, she, mm-hmm. she's doing mm-hmm. those lunges terrible, you know, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, my know. squats were the worst squats in the gym. I was the talk of the gym. <laughs> I, had, I had back surgery twice. Right. I had back surgery when I was 32, and then I had back surgery at 42. So for me, a gym was some was a big no-no. I just thought, oh, God, no, I can't. I shouldn't be lifting so much as a cup, never mind the weight. You know, like <laughs> Princess Tippetoes. <laughs> oh, little did I know. And um, so obviously, um, I've, you've seen my Instagram, you've seen what I can lift, and you've seen, you know, and I'm like, why did I not do this sooner? Yeah. You know? And I keep saying it to, like, women, people, you know, but women, I'm like, and do you know what they always say? I don't want big muscles. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, I'm still that's, trying to get big muscles. <laughs> that's the that's that's the most that's, that's the common. Line. Yeah, that's the most common line. Or, you know, women generally, you know, um, oh, I need to do cardio to lose weight. You don't. You don't. Let's lift mm-hmm. some weights. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for me, sorry, my Instagram was popping. So for me, it's not, as you say, like, you see people, and I mean, I'm by no stretch of the imagination an expert. There's somebody in that gym that knows better than me, you yes. know, and I'll always, I'm, I'm gladly, I'll gladly take their, their advice. You know, if somebody came up to me and said, you know, you would probably get a better workout or a better range of motion if you did this, yeah. I'd be like, oh, right, cheers, mate. Yeah. You know, because... You know, we're all every day as a school day, as I've exactly. said before. You know, because that's the whole idea why, you know, doing this podcast is trying to get, you know, the thing is, you pro- you've probably found it out already as well, working and in health and fitness and mm-hmm. you know, probably other businesses well around the world, right? Um, a lot of people can be negative, right? So the idea is that can I create a positive you know circle and then mm-hmm. can we make that bigger you know a, a network can we mm-hmm. make the network bigger positivity bring that into health and fitness because you do have 
that small percentage, maybe one, two percent, that are still very negative, still stuck in the Stone Age years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was very lucky when I was training in the gym. I, I mean, I trained in the Village Gym Hotel initially. Yeah. I joined, it was a big gym. I joined for the pool. I thought I could hide in the water, nobody would see me. And then I would lose weight before I went to the gym. Right, you okay. know? Yes. So I went to, I joined a gym to use the pool so that I could lose weight before I went to the gym. Yes. That mentality. And I know loads of, loads of people like oh, that. Definitely. So I was going in and out the pool and hiding. And then eventually I was going onto the treadmill and hiding up in the corner, you know? And this guy who's, I call him my gym brother. He's actually one of my best friends. And he actually came up to me in the rowing machine one day. Because I, I, I was in and out the gym quite a lot at different times. And my mate Gary was always there. He came up to me this day and he went, what's that you're doing? On their own machine. <laughs> and I was like, eh? And he went, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not own. And see, for that minute, we just became really good friends. Yeah. So, like, when I came back from New York in the February and kind of changed my life, if you like, you know, without getting yeah. too into things, um, you know, moved into a flat on my own and all that, um, Gary started to train me like Monday was chest day, Wednesday's shoulders, Friday's back, and any other day you have to do what you want, you know, which yeah. was legs. So he taught me how to lift and push and pull and you know, and body parts, yes. even though I was even though the course was you know in motion, but he taught me. And then so I would go up to I'd gone to the gym and see yeah, there was a big guy over, you know, and what was that? I've never done that before, and it was a landmine. What was he up to? And I'd go over and I was like that to him. He was about six foot two. He went, what are you up to, big man? And he had those buds in his ears. And he's like that. Do you know what these are for? And I went, aye, you listen to music. And he went, you keep people you away from me. And I said, I'm only going to ask you, and I'm going to ask you again, what are you training? And he went, I'm doing a full body. And I went, well, I'm going to join you and you can show me how to do that. <laughs> he became <laughs> my mate as well. <laughs> and I can big you. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, for me, it was confidence. I used to, as I say, hide in the pool, hide in the corner. And once I kind of get a, you know, flow for people about the gym, I was like, oh, this is actually great fun. And I'm also, I was also sober. Is it sober? Like, I was, um, sorry, I'm just, phone keeps pinging. Um, I was also, when I came back from New York, I was going to meetings. Right. Um, and I went to, 90 meetings for 90 days. That was hard going. Um, but it wasn't for me. And I'm not dissing it. It yeah. was for me when it, it was for me at the beginning. Um, it was for me in the middle. But I started the course in April. Yeah. And as you know, doing the courses, it's a lot of work, a lot of reading. Oh, definitely. Um, I just left my family home. I was in a flat. I was didn't know what way was up. I didn't know my arse and my elbow for want of a better term and um, I was running about and I was going to the meetings and I was going to my work and I was going to the course and I took holidays to do the course from my main job Yeah. so I was scrambled and um, I had started on the steps as well and, and um, I went to the person that was sponsoring me and I said look this is the for me and she was like I really admired you know that you're saying if you're sure and she said do you want to think about it and I was like no I don't need it Somebody else needs you. Yeah. I don't, you know, um, and gracefully bowed out, you know, and they were so supportive. But um, and I've never, you know, 
just been on my own wee journey, you know, the yeah. gym, the gym saved my life. No, good. No, it's good. You know, and I'm not saying it'll help everybody's life, but it, it, for me, it was my therapy. No, definitely. Um, you know, you've obviously, you've seen my Instagram posts, you know, it's, it's like, it's, that, that's my therapy, going to the gym, you know, that's, that's my thing. Yeah. Um, I, I like going early in the morning. Uh, you know, if I don't get it done early in the morning, um, and a terrible mood the rest of the day, you know. So yeah. that's why it's got I've got to be in that routine now. Yeah. So for yourself, on uh, you were gonna say something else, sir. On you go. No, I, I I used to be like that. I used to go twice a day, right. morning and night. Twice a day, morning and night, morning, morning and night. Sometimes spent all day in the gym. You know, looking for a pal. Oh, what are you doing? You know, yeah, like yeah. it was like. But I've took my foot off off that pedal. I don't need to do that anymore. I'm in a calmer place in my yeah. head. Um, I've got a gym in the flat. You know, yeah. if I want to go in and do 10 pull-ups, I can go and try yeah. and do one. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a squat rack. I've got a cable machine, treadmill, bike. I've got a wee gym through there. Yeah. And that's where I train other people. Because people who come to me, they don't want to go to a big gym. They want to do it privately. And oh, definitely. Just, you know, like, they're probably a bit like me, only I was hiding in a swimming pool, but I didn't have that option of going to me and nah. a house somewhere where nobody can see me. Nah, totally. You know? and so, so for yourself, baby, what's your what's your routine or what's your fitness plan that you're doing right now? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I don't actually have a plan right now. My plan was I'm all like my birthday's the first of April. All right, okay. So I'm always on the, the kind of four weeks. You come first of March, I'll be on a train to get, I always like to be in the best shape on my birthday. That's yes. just my goal. And um, luckily for me, um, the last time, when it, not not the last time, probably the first time that I really made that a real goal was when I did the bikini bodybuilding competition. Yeah. And I was training for that and it was in April. So it was like, but I was like painfully, underweight I was 11% body fat yeah you know um and I was 50 but so in four weeks come so what we six weeks countdown so I'm kind of been off refined sugar the last few weeks you know came off um trying to I like a cake and a biscuit with my cup of tea yeah of the cup of tea so for me it's quite hard like not to go for a coffee and have a cake tinder boxes across the road you know Buyer's yeah. lunch just there. <laughs> so I've got myself a wee supplier, this, that, and the next thing, you know. Um, but no, it's it's hard, you know, especially in nutrition. So, like, for myself, I've I've started, uh, I've tried to cut down on the salt intake, you know, mm-hmm. because we don't realise how much salt is in certain things. Yeah, well, I'm vegan. Right, okay, so... So, so people, so how, people so how, I punish myself. So how do you handle it? How do you, how does life? Well, being a vegan. L- luckily, I did have a friend who had a place, and she was doing meal prep for me. So, because I, I can't cook, I don't want to cook. I hate cooking, you know. So, if anybody yeah. listening to this, you don't like cooking, there's always another alternative. <laughs> but, um, and I live, my, <laughs> and I do live in my own. Um, and I can be really lazy from a personal trainer's point of view. You know, do as I say, not as I do. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've started to, this week, I meal prepped to just get corn, made a big stew, 
done with a couple of days and I'll, I'll have to do it again tonight. You know, yeah. I like chili, you know, vegan mince. I mean, it, it's not that hard. And I like my vegan, I, I mash up vegan protein powder and a banana every morning. Yeah. Munched up together, stick it in the air fryer for a few minutes and have it with an alcohol yogurt. No, nah, good. And then on the flip side of that, so obviously when you train, right, um, what's your post-workout or drink? So I drink this when I'm training. Right, okay. It's it's, a, it's my vegan. It's uh, 25 grams. No, in fact, that's 30 grams because I put two scoops in. 30, gra- 30 grams of protein, um, and it's lem- melon and lemon, and it's right, lovely. Okay. It's really nice. So I'll drink that twice a day. So that's, I get 60 grams of protein. Ah, good. My, my drinks. And I used to drink the powder and it was like. I see, you know. I did it. See for myself, see like, you know, the, you know, you get the wee gel sashes, you know, for mm-hmm. running. But, you know, see for me, they just bagged me up. Yeah. Um, but nah, if I, if I go running, the only thing that I would do is have my water before I go and then when I come back I'd have a banana that's that's uh-huh. it um, but no, well I, I have the banana with the protein right okay you know I have yeah. that but I, I'm up I trained somebody at six o'clock this morning so I got up and I just had one of these while I was training her yes and then a coffee and then I was starting work at eight so I had right. my banana and my protein again so I've had 50 grams of protein come eight o'clock yeah. And then your, your coffee intake, is, is that just the, the one coffee a day? Or? Right, so this is the laugh. I hated coffee when I started that PT course. I yeah. never drank coffee in my life. I'm a black tea person. Right. And when I started the course, I was working full time. I was doing the course. I was knackered. And I was falling asleep in the class because I was up at six. I was in the gym training before, yeah. I, before I was doing the course. Um, or I was in work. You know, I was always somewhere. I was absolutely shattered. And a couple of the guys said to me, you need to have a espresso. And I was like, oh, no, I can't stand the smell of coffee. And they're like, you need it. And that was the road to, to ruin for me. You know, I've had four coffees today. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But I've gone detox. You know, if I decide right. on something, I'll do it. If yeah. you challenge me to something, I set my mind and I will, I will do it. Yeah. If you said you need to do this every day for 30 days, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. What I tend to do now is when I'm when I'm early shift, so like tomorrow, I'll start my shift at six. So I'll get up at three. Right. And I'll get up, I'll, I'll make my, I'll have a Barocca. I'll have that. Uh-huh. Vitamin C. Um, and then I'll go to the gym. And then after the gym, I'll have my coffee. And I'll do, I'll try and limit it to one coffee a day right now. Uh-huh. So that's, that's pretty good. Because I think uh, caffeine intake, you know, when it go, it can go extremely high, and then it's trying to bring it back down. Well, funnily enough, I googled yesterday because I fall asleep on caffeine. Oh, do you? Yes, and I googled it to see why, and apparently, yes, you can fall asleep on caffeine. Right, <laughs> and, and it's a good, and it's probably your tolerance levels are so high now because mm-hmm. of... Not a good, I'm not bragging. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. <laughs> I'm really not. So for yourself, Debbie, what's your, what's your favourite part of your week, your working week now, as be, being a PT? 
so I, I work for the NHS Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Right, okay. Right, and I chose those shifts, believe it or not. When I started, it was like the shifts were at a six-week rota and you get every two weekends off. And I was like, this is going to sound really sad, right? But I'm on my own. And most people at the weekends are spending it with their family or their significant other. Yeah. And I felt as if I was just like, can I, a wee spare tire? You know, so I thought I'd be as well working. Yeah. You know, as sad as it sounds, I'd be as well working. So I work a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's my time. Um, but I've got clients those days as yeah. well, you know, but it's not the other job, my NHS job, yeah. which is um, that's good as well. Um, they're both very different ones, working from home, kind of office-based, but you're talking to people, you know, which I, I just like talking to people. Yeah. Um, you need to shut me up. So, you know, <laughs> I digress. But it's, good, um, but it's good talking, you know. Yeah. A lot of things off your chest as well. Exactly. And um, people, like, my, most of my clients um, found me on Instagram, knew me from the village gym, right? And when they contacted me, they would say, oh, you spoke to me in the village gym and you were dead nice to me, you know? And I was like, yeah. oh, that's good, thank God, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you come up to me and you ask me if I was okay one day and I was feeling really rubbish and, and I'm like, oh, that's great, thank God, you know? And I, I, and I say that a lot on my social media. See if you're just nice to somebody and you don't even know them. You don't know the impact it's no, having. Definitely. People have done it to me when I've had a right shit day and somebody just walked by and they smiled or... You know, just something, just that wee connection no, makes a world of difference. Ab- absolutely, because it's, you know, it's the domino effect, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, for example, if, you know, you could say good morning to somebody, right? And they smile and then they're passing that on to the next person. However, it's the flip side of that, right? So if you don't say morning to somebody, person who you've walked by is going to be angry to the next person (laughs) you know it it spirals out of control yeah and I never say good morning because when I worked in the hostel the guys used to say what's good about it (laughs) so I just say morning you know and then they've got no comeback (laughs) (laughs) it's morning you don't say good morning (laughs) right okay (laughs) I'll remember that top tip because I took him out of walk this morning there was two poor sods in that pouring rain and unloading Tenants was just down for me, and they were unloading stuff, and I'm like, morning, guys, and the two of them looked at me like I was an alien. <laughs> they were like, morning, you know? Yeah, so obviously we touched on a wee bit about the pandemic, right? So on a personal level, um, obviously you must have been working through throughout, right? So h- how did you cope on a personal level for you? So when the pandemic happened... Um, in March again I was on my own and I thought of course got two weeks holiday for everybody and we'll be back like everybody thought but luckily for me um, I worked for Nuffield and I had been furloughed um, and I actually offered to I mean I'm not talking out of school here but I even offered to volunteer for my old job right because I thought see if their staff go down I know what I'm doing you know I could I could go in and help them if they needed it, but they never took me up on the offer, and that's okay, you know. But um, I also had volunteered to work as a volunteer. My pal had sent me a link because I had been talking about doing something um, with old people for ages, and she sent me a link, and it was for Glasgow Royal Volunteers. 
So the idea was you go in and you sit with patients that don't have visitors and, you know, you let them talk and you shut up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they killed me. Because they didn't want anybody to talk to, you know. But anyway, the pandemic hit and um, very luckily I was taken on as a, uh, I was going to say a cleaner, because I'd taken on as a volunteer. And uh, we all got big red t-shirts and they didn't really know what to do with us because there was a pandemic and... You couldn't get into the wards, couldn't talk to the patients, couldn't get near the patients. Um, didn't really know what to do with us. So they had us kind of following the the domestics about the cleansing right. kind of department and like basically cleaning. Yes. And then they, they kind of had a wee think about that. And then they had us on the door like with the hand gel, getting people to wash their hands and all that. And by sheer chance, there was a there's a Glasgow University lent a part of their building to the hospital, which joins both the old and new hospital. It's a listed building. Yeah. We've passed it a hundred times, passing GRI. And um, there was a hub there, so it was where it was kind of lecture area where everybody went to their lectures. Yeah. Um, within the hospital, you know, and they gave that to the hospital to use as a rest area for staff because believe it or not, the staff hadn't any rest area. Go. So they gave them this area and they were all going up there and like having a cup of tea and we would go over and say, do you want a cup of tea? There was a psychologist and we would say, look, how's your day been? There's somebody there that you can speak to. And I opened this door and there was two kettlebells, a rowing machine and a bike. And it was like Christmas. <laughs> you are having a laugh. And the kettlebells were 16 kilograms. And I was like, who uses this? And they were like, oh, one of the consultants or somebody or other. And I was like, oh, I've got stuff in the house. So before they knew it, I took my battle ropes, my Olympic bar, all my weights. Um, I mean, everything, everything. And I had a room, probably the size of a lecture theatre, full of, and I made it into a circuit area. Fantastic. So I did six circuit classes a day. No, eight, eight circuit classes a day. So I found my diary. I've got a book there, well, and it, turned, it became to the point where people had to self-book. And if the class in front was booked, they had to move to the next class. Yeah. So from eight o'clock to four o'clock, eh, till six o'clock at night, me and my wee pal Kat, who I dragged into it as well, um, we took circuit classes, eight a day, half hour classes. And our mantra was rest, clean, go. So if you run, you know, your battle ropes for 30 seconds, yes. you would move on to the kettlebell, you had to clean the battle ropes, take your rest, and then yeah. move on to the next one, and that should be clean for you. And it was rest, clean, go. And so it went. Yeah. And that lasted for me from March, from April. I started that May, June, July. And it ended the end of July when they wanted their building back and things were kind of yeah. unwinding. And um, by that point, I was like, right, what are you going to do? You know? So I kind of was working Marks and Spencers. I was like taking circuits outside. I was, and then I started to buy more equipment and put it in the flat. Yeah. And then it all just happened. It evolved as a business. I wouldn't call it a business, but I <laughs> call it a hobby. <laughs> the hobby that becomes a business. That's, aye, that's for me, it's, aye, that, I suppose. Because um, the midwives from Glasgow, um, we, what's up with you? We fell in love, you know, as a team, because they were coming to all my circuits. And I still train them out at one of the girls' houses. 
you know, right. once a week to twice a week ago, and they organise it, and I just turn up with my Jane Fonda outfit on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nah, fantastic. And for yourself, what's your personal opinion on mental health and exercise? Well, I'm testament to that. So, um, when I started the gym, they were going to... I, I was having... I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous to call it a midlife crisis. I don't actually know what it's called. But I was going through the menopause, but I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening to me. Um, and I was, they were going to give me a hysterectomy at 47, 40, 46, 47. And I went for the pre-op assessment and everything and the nurse was like you know it's quite a big operation I was like don't want it you know and I walked away and um, when I started going to the gym when I became vegan when I started to eat better train better sleep better not drink wine I was a woman on the couch drinking the wine and doing other stuff do you know what I mean yeah I was on a Tuesday night you know I'm not proud but it was just my life, you know, I, did, I didn't really know any better. Um, and I thought that's what the world was like. That was Debbie's world, was going to your job, coming home, buying a bottle of wine, you know, and the bottle of wine was getting earlier and earlier. And before I knew it, it was four o'clock, yeah. no, seven, you yeah. know. And then I would pass Tesco, not going to Tesco to get it, thinking, right, if you don't go in there and then you get to the corner shop and you get in there and spend two pounds more on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you talked yeah. yourself out of the first shop. Yes. So all that nonsense. So for mental health, as I say, um, you can't beat it. Yeah. And and I, I know a lot of people really don't get it. They look at me as if I'm from Mars. You know, a lot of my friends are like, you know, but they'll never get it till they do it. Nah, absolutely. They'll and never I, get it. A lot of people, a lot of people say to me, you know, I'm off my head, you know, because. The, the times I'm training and stuff, but I, th I think, you know, see when you're working full time and, you know, if you can, you've got to fit it in your life. So that's, mm -hmm. that's how, that's why I've joined a 24 hour gym, you know, it's yeah. basically, it suits me, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, it'll suit me on my early shifts and, you know, going to the gym at four in the morning is an ideal time for me. Um, I wake, you know, I think it was last week I was back shift and I went down at half five in the morning, mm -hmm. just too busy. And I was like, no, four o'clock's my ideal time to come here. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you, get, you get that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's what's good for you. Everybody's different and it's what suits the person. That's why it's called personal training. You yeah. know, it's personal to the person. It's what suits them, what's right for them. You know, when it's like, so people who come to me, I suit them because they're busy, they're at work, and I'm really flexible. You know, I'm like, I, like I've got a doctor that comes to me and she'll, she, she does crazy shifts and she'll say, she'll text me like this morning, baby, you free tonight at seven? And I'm like, I am. Yeah. Okay, come. You know, because I'm like, for her mental health, for her, well, you know, um, you know, she's working on her feet all day, she's doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, of course, just come, you know, and we sit in, we sit in there and I've got her doing stuff. She doesn't even know she's doing it because she's talking to me, I'm talking to her. You know, and yeah, you know, it's just like coming for a cup of tea, only it's coming to lift a, a, a bar. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know. So for yourself, you mentioned earlier about your caffeine intake, right? But do you have any other bad habits 
throughout the week? Um, well, I, mean, I don't like to put the word bad. Let's not label it bad. Well, well, um, well. But um, I think for me, it's just being able to say not your cake. Right. Okay. You know, I'm human. I just, <laughs> like, and my pals will say to me, stop torturing yourself because, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party. You know, and for me, I mean, I dress like this. Look at me, I look like I'm going to a disco. And a guy, a guy did say to me in the gym once, he went, where are you going to a disco? And I was like, this is my disco. Hi. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I don't go clubbing. I was a crazy club chick back in the day. Now I'm just a crazy gym, gym chick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, like for like for me. Still no. music, you can still move. You're just no mad with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, maybe you're mad. With endorphins. <laughs> no, definitely. So for yourself, obviously, you know, health and fitness, it's, you know, it's has its good points and its bad points, right? So for yourself, what's your pet hates within health and fitness? The things that you hate to see at the gym or the things you hate to see on social media? Right, you know what we all hate to see in the gym? A PT on their phone. Yes. Right, everybody hates that, you know, everybody hates it like unless they're putting the person's program in you know instead of and not being on their instagram or texting their significant or whatever you know because you're paying a lot of money for somebody and you should have their undivided attention in my opinion you know um so yeah i i think that's a big thing um and don't get me wrong i've probably done it myself my phone's went and i've went oh and i went you know so I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm by far not perfect. We're only human, but when it becomes habitual, you know, it's yeah. it's no no right. Um, what's the other thing? What did you ask me again? See what I mean? Well, so pet hates. So the things that you hate to see in the gym or on social media. Social media, um, so much conflicting information. I mean, I'm on TikTok as well. Right. You know, and I follow, I mean, I'm not proud of this. I've got eight, over 8,000 followers on TikTok, right? And how the hell that happened? It's because I had a white jacket on and my legs out. Nothing to be proud of. And I keep posting me lifting and putting picking things up and putting it back down. But oh no, all anybody wants to see is you in a white jacket and a pair of legs. You, do you know what I mean? Yes. And I keep saying, it's not my proudest moment, but that's what got me all those followers. And I'm like, oh my God. Where's my sisters and all this? You know, come on, girls. Yeah. Jump in here and look at my, my weight training because yeah. I'm nearly 53 and I just think, you know, I want to inspire people. I don't want to be creeping, creeped out. Yes. <laughs> you, know, exactly. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you mentioned your, your age there, right? So obviously you're nearly 53, right? However, what age do you feel? Oh, I still feel about 20. Good. I love to hear that. <laughs> I'm about 20. I mean, I act about 14, but I mean... <laughs> I'm waiting my mommy shouting in when the lights came on. <laughs> awesome. So, what's your favourite exercise? Oh, right. I love shoulders, right? Yeah. But I fell... I don't, I don't know if I believe this, but I've actually fell in love with lunges. Right, okay. I can't even believe it because I hate legs. But I think it's because my range of motion's getting better. My weights have been up, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just want to keep. And it was one, one of the boys I train in. David, I've got to go to two gyms. Yeah. I go to David Lloyd Nanny's land, 
and I go to the gym round in um, Vinicombe Street. And I like them both for different reasons. But one of the boys in Annie's land before Christmas, um, I was up at 18 and then I was up at 20 and I was up at 22. And he was like, you're going to be up at 30s by Christmas. I'm not quite go there. But I get 24s, you know, and I get eight lunges. Yeah. And I was, you know, deep and strong. And, you know, don't get me wrong. That was all I managed. And I'm back down to 20 because I had COVID, you know. But um, I, so it's, for me, that's a goal. Yeah. To get back up and get, and watch myself and not just look like I'm kind of a honey monster. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what would your worst exercise be then? Oh, so I'm fearful of deadlifts. I do okay. sumos. Okay. Um, I do, um, I don't do traditional deadlifts. Because of the back surgery, I've got a kind of mental block with that. So I don't go heavy, and I tend to use a trap bar for that. Yeah. You know, I feel like I get a better um, positioning, you know, and I'm not leaning over. Yeah. So but that's a mental thing for me because I have had back surgery, and I know what pain, I know how painful yeah. that can be. So that's probably my least favourite, but, um, and I hate cardio. You hate cardio, Okay. <laughs> I absolutely, and I, I'm, I need to up it. I need to up my game. Yeah, you know, I really do, and I know that myself. Especially the next four weeks coming. You need to, you need to get back on that rowing machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the rowing machine. To be fair, before COVID, I had a guy training me. I was going, I was going to compete, um, in an indoor rowing competition, and then it went up there. Yeah. Ironically, the women that can't <laughs> row. <laughs> so, I started. You mentioned earlier about the, you know, the music scene, right? You know, right? So what's your go-to music when you're training? Well, I'm very eclectic. I, I was born in 1969, you know, brought up in the 70s, 80s, and then the 90s happened. And then, the, so, I, and I was a sub-clubber, you know, yeah. slam. Um, and I, I, I lived in the sub-club for Thursday night and Sundays, you know? In uh, the arches, I worked in the arches when I when it first opened. Right. You know, I don't know if you know the arches. Aye. You know, so I worked there when it first opened, and I was the worst barmaid in the world. <laughs> put me on the back of the bottles, just to open bottles, and you know, give people a bottle of beer instead of a pint, so I couldn't pour one. So, really eclectic club house, deep music, love okay. it. Okay. Love it. Do you have a worst type of music that? that would really I. <laughs> I cannot stand it. See, see that music that makes you feel like you're 10 coffees too many? You're tripping. <laughs> I do not like that music. It's no music. And Aye. that's not even an old person. I mean, I've been to raves and left. <laughs> <laughs> been to raves all so, the world. Been to raves in LA. Been to raves in New York, honestly. And they're no raves, those ones that have got that... <laughs> Just you noise. Do good, you do a good impression of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, for yourself, uh, what's your best memory of your fitness journey so far? Probably um, being on the road and my mate coming up to me and saying, what the hell are you doing? You know, yeah. that's no rowing. And I call him my gym brother. He's like one of my best pals, you know. Um, and I credit him for most of, um, you know, me being able to like know my arse and my elbow. Yes. 
<laughs> so for your yourself, what would you say your best compliment's been? Uh, I'm in great shape, but then it's always for your age. Right, okay. You know, but shouldn't be an issue. You know, great. You should just be in great shape no matter what age. But and to be fair, I tend to throw it out there as well. I keep, I, I use it like an excuse. I'm 53. You know, I use it when I, it suits me, and I use it when it doesn't suit me. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and it's like your past. You know, like I'm 53. I can't see that, which I can't. <laughs> by the way, I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I. You obviously mentioned, uh, you know, the the guy who helped you in the gym. So, yeah, Gary. So, I so would you say he's been the inspirational role model for you through this time, or is there somebody else there? I've got a friend. I've got a few friends, girlfriends with the gym as well, who I used to watch on Instagram before I even knew them. Um, Nicole and Kerry, um, two girls I used to follow, and what I stuck with my pals now. You know, but they, I used to watch them and on and be like, how can we do that? You know, and before I knew it, I was joining in, you know. But um, I, I used to watch them and think, oh, my God, they're amazing. And they are, yeah. you know, they are amazing. So, yeah, I had loads of loads of people. I had a good team in that. that it was good camaraderie in the village gym, you know. You, you, there was always somebody there to talk to. It was a bit like cheers. You know, yes. but everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. <laughs> so it was a bit like that. No matter what time of the day I went in there, I could go in myself, which I did most of the time. And I would always meet somebody, whether it was on the gym floor, having a coffee. You know, I spent a lot that first year of my sobriety and um, kind of breakdown. I was having a breakdown, but I didn't know it. Um, was spent in the village gym. Yeah. You know? Um, for yourself, how do you motivate yourself on a bad day? Um, I used to, like, there was some days I couldn't really, didn't want to get up and out of bed, you know, just didn't see the point. I have been there. Very, very, very low ebbs. Uh, I had good friends, family supporting me, you know, but they're not there when you wake up in the morning. You know, they might be at the end of the phone or whatever, but they're not in the room with you. Yeah. And that was a hard part. And for me, I just had to get up and get my gym clothes on and get out the door. Yeah. Because if I didn't get out the door, I'd be lying in the bed, my face to the wall. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some quick fire questions now. So what do you prefer? I know, I, pro I think I know the answer to this already before I even <laughs> ask you. So what do you prefer, cardio or weights? Weights. <laughs> and what's your take on CrossFit? Yes or no? Well, I don't know. I, I, I'd be scared to hurt myself, but I, I don't want to diss CrossFitters because what when I watch them, I think they look bloody amazing. But yeah. I, I look at some of the stuff and think, God, you know, because yeah. of it and so... We're doing, you know, doing so weight high. training, but really, like... High pace. Yeah, and I totally admire them. So yeah. I, I, I can't diss it. But it's not for me with the back yeah. situation. I would be scared. Love to try it, but I wouldn't. Yeah. So what about burpees? Yes or no? Love them. You love them? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're mad. <laughs> oh, they're great fun. I make everybody do them. 
especially in a surf kit, and they're never not in a surf kit. <laughs> um, obviously, you mentioned earlier that you don't do your traditional deadlift, right? So, what about a squat and a sumo deadlift? Sumo, I'm up at 70, 75 for a sumo. Right. Um, squats, I don't, I don't like to have a weighted bar on the. I'll do a front squat. Again, psychologically for me, I'm not, I'm not there. And I know it sounds um, contradictory because I like a thrust, and I'm up at one thirty for a thrust. Right. Okay. You know, but well, I think I feel in control. I'm not standing. I don't feel. Yeah. Psychologically, so, again. So to maybe try and help you get over that. Mm-hmm. What about? Um, have you invested in weightlifting shoes? No. Right. So, have have a think about that. Right. Right. Um, because that will help your stability on the platform when you're when you're doing your squat. Another thing you could do, you you know that I've done recently. I've I've bought myself a weightlifting belt, so that gives you a wee bit of back support, and you can also get your your pad that you can put around the bar. So yeah, the bar, you know, I've got that. You've got that. So. You're more than halfway there, um, but no, I think I think you'd be more than confident to get the bar on your back, get some plates on, and you. I you'll... can do thirty, but I don't. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't enjoy it. Like my pals are all squatting sixty kg and I'm like that, you know. Yeah. Not for but, me. Um, get on Amazon. Get a pair of weightlifting shoes. Even I see the weight belts, and I don't know. I mean, and I'm a personal trainer. But when I see people with weight belts and what that, and it wasn't a, I was watching, I was watching a woman in TikTok who I love. She's an American woman. Don't ask me her name, but she's brilliant. She's the same age as me, and she had the belt on, and she was explaining why why she wore the belt, and it was for posture. It wasn't because I was like, what's this all with the belts? They just look yeah. up to when she see jits, you know. They're yeah. no, they're no um, competing. Was my mentality? Yeah. Um, no. It's for posture. Yeah, definitely. So. I've noticed a difference in my, my own squats uh-huh. before. Um, it would always be my deadlift was a lot heavier than my squats, whereas now I'm probably it's itchy peachy. It's, right, okay. It's on the cusp. Mm-hmm. The two of them are probably running about the same right now. So I, mm-hmm. I'm only doing, I, I do five sets of five every every exercise I train. Right, okay. Weights, right? And I always have a minute in between. But right now, my deadlifts are 75 kilo, and then my squats are 75. Right, excellent. I'm I'm not going to up that. So Uh I I tend to only progress every four to six weeks. That's when I'll I'll make a move. And I'll I'll just stick to the same weight for four to six weeks, and then I'll attempt to make the move on that, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. weeks down the line. And if I find it too much, I'll just revert back Mm -hmm. to that that weight. So Mm -hmm. that's... My training is all over the place because uh, I've got a swim, an open water swim this year as well. So I've got that. I do that as well. You do that as well, good. Yeah, going to the open water. I've been doing that since my, my nephew last January. My nephew, um, it was before I started the NHS job and I was kind of in no man's land last mm-hmm. January, um, yeah. 6th of January last year. I was not in a good place at all. Uh, and I just thought, what's the point? And my nephew, he's 26, came to visit me, and he'd started the Wim Hof. Right. And he talked me through it, and I thought, I looked at him as if he was crazy, and I thought, oh, well, what have I got to lose? Yeah. You know? So he talked me through it, sent me the app, but I didn't use the app, I just listened to him. 
um, did it, did the breathing. And then I went into, I went into the water um, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. You know, I was doing it all, all from February all through last year. I was never at the water, yeah. like just running in. Ah, uh, good. Loving yeah. life. Nah, it's good. Um, you know, I've not been out in a while, but uh, I'm part of a group that goes in at uh, Duck Bay Beach. Right, okay. It's like, I think in total, it's like a 1.6k swim you do. Right. So, but it's it's a challenge because it's like 38 minutes out. Yeah, it is. We're, because last year, for my birthday, my friends all said, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I said, go and see. Yeah. You know, that's all I want to do because I've been doing yeah. it all every other week like with my job because yeah. we were traveling about i was going to be in my lunch break and going into the sea like i was in trun dunun everywhere and they'd be like where's debbie and like, oh, there she's there she's in <laughs> <laughs> on a lunch break um so no and like that we're about some duck bay i must try it so you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll send I'll, I'll send me the link yeah i'll send you over and i'll come Aye. Uh, but no, it's, it's really good. Um, highly recommend it. This okay. Book, so what, what's this? What's your book? This is a book that I read, that I read, and my friend's daughter got me this again. It was last January. So I say I was really not in a good place, and it's called Lost Connections: Why You're Depressed and How to Find Hope. Johan Harry, and it really explains um, about why you feel the way you feel and you're, it validates why you, you're, you're nomad. Yes. You know, it explains, like, why it's, it's about environmental depression, you know, it's about love depression, yeah. it's about, you know, trauma depression. Yeah. I think, um, you know, for the listeners and, and yourself, if you, if you like an audio book to listen to, there's an Irish fella, um, so he's a psychologist uh-huh. um, Owen O'Kane right and he's written he's written the book 10 times happier right okay Zen. and it's basically it just gives you small exercises to do within the house and it's honestly it helps you mm-hmm. um, if you've got a lot of issues ongoing etc mm-hmm. I would recommend that book as well mm-hmm. so for yourself Debbie Obviously, you're just you're brand new to the fitness industry. You've you've, you've jump in head first, effectively. Mm-hmm. Right? So, where would you like to see yourself in the next five years? I I would like to have a gym. Um, and I know um, folk like a gym. There's hundreds of gyms. I would like to have a gym that's like my flat. You know, soft functions in one area and a gym in the other. Masculine meets feminine because women are terrified of the weight area. They want them to come in, sit down on a pink fluffy cushion or a guy, pink fluffy cushion, talk about their menopause or their period or their husband or their wife or whatever it is, or Wayne's doing their head in. And then before they know it, they've moved through that area into a masculine, known as masculine area. Um... And they're lifting weights and putting them back down again. And before they know it, they've left and they feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. Nah, good. That's a good, that's a good plan. <laughs> so if people want to reach out to you on social media, where can they do that? 
Well, on my Instagram, I'm, as I say, I'm on TikTok. Don't even ask me about that. I don't know how the hell that happened. Everything happens to me by default. See, Instagram and TikTok, my niece, when she was eight, who's 12 today, by the way, um, Molly, she set up these apps on my phone. I didn't know what they were. <laughs> you know? So Instagram, she put on my phone about five or six years ago, maybe six years ago, and it sat on my phone, and I'd go, what is that? You know, like the app yeah. thing in your phone. What is that? And then one day I discovered the great world of Instagram. Yes. And then I had the TikTok one, and my nephew, Aidan, he lives in France. My parents live in France. He was like, Auntie Debbie, you have TikTok on your phone. And I was like, have I? What is that? And, I, <laughs> and you push a button and then yeah. things happen. So that's my life. Push yeah. buttons. So, uh, Riff, you know, have you got a tag? Your tag name? Um, well, if they, if they follow me, they don't need to follow me because I'm not on it for followers. And I know that sounds nuts. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm public, hence... You know, anybody can find me. And I'm at Fit for Ages. It's one word, F-I-T-F-O-R-A-G-S. I was called Fit for 50, but I was only 49 at the time and felt that I was lying to people who were 50. And I thought, that's not really fair, because they think I'm 50 and I'm not 50. So yeah. I need, you know what I mean? That's yeah. lying a wee bit. But I didn't mean to do it that way. So it's yeah. Fit for Ages, as in anybody at any age can be fit. Yeah. You don't need to be 20, you know? I've got a client, a new client tomorrow, and she's 70. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to it. So, for yourself, Debbie, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you. And learning about your journey. Um, and it'll be good to see how you evolve within health and fitness. But before we round up, have you got any questions for myself? So how did you start? So, way back and. 2013, I I was a pool lifeguard. Um, I was working at uh, Glasgow Club Gobbles. Mm-hmm. It was a wee bit heavier. And I think I was going on holiday that year. And I spoke to two guys, uh, Scott McCutcheon and Paul Wallace. Um, and they gave me nutrition advice. They introduced me to group cycling, so indoor spin mm-hmm. and metafit. And they gave me a gym program. So basically what happened was... I went to these two classes back to back five times a week for six weeks, right? And I done so effectively. I was doing your intermittent fasting as well. Uh-huh. So I was eating at a certain point and then drinking at a certain point. So maybe eight o'clock in the morning until twelve at night, etc. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I've still got a good bit of time in between, and within. The six weeks I lost two stone. Wow. So it was on the back of that. I was like, the guys really helped me, you know, just simple information. And then I was having a really bad day as a full lifeguard at Scottsdale. And you know, you have that. My son, my son was a lifeguard at um, Annie's Land. Aye. I'm not going to go into the lifeguard okay. role. <laughs> mm-hmm. So basically, an instant took place and I was up the stair and I was like, I was thinking about doing the course and there's a colleague who still works at Scotsdale with me, Andy, and he's like, look, you've got nothing to lose, you've still got a full-time job, go and do the course, see what happens, and then on the back of that, pass the course, and then I set up uh, fitness classes in Shettleson and Tollcross Community Centres, 
So <laughs> basically, I, it was boxer size classes, it was Metafit, it was kettlebells, and then I eventually made it into Toll Cross Park. I was doing outdoor boot camp. So I was doing five classes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was on top of my full-time job. So I had to do a lot of shift swaps. So I was swapping my weddings the night so I could always be at my class for having to work a Friday or a Saturday. So it was a challenging time. And then put myself through more qualifications as I went. So my pre-post-natal, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, then my personal training and then I grew with confidence and then eventually I got my job with Glasgow Club Scotston which I'm still there now uh, in the gym and then but I stopped my community classes and then I just focused on uh, Glasgow Club classes mm-hmm. now. And, and now my main focus is my personal training I'm doing my online classes as well so everything's evolved but I'm like you, you mentioned earlier, you've got a wee book with everything that you mm-hmm. keep note of. I've, I've got, I've, what I do is I keep note of where, where the class was, how many people were in the class, what type mm-hmm. of class it was, mm-hmm. etc. Just because it's good to look back on these. It things. is. Um, nice to but, see the comments. No, definitely. Um, but no, you know, been involved in health and fitness for years. What now. did you do through COVID? So COVID... I so what well, I actually volunteered with Celtic Girls Academy. So I, right. I was I was a volunteer there for a while as a fitness coach. So that that started. I was with the under seventeens girls, mm-hmm. and then what happened was the other age groups got wind of that. Oh, Scott's doing online classes, right? So then I was doing under elevens, twelves, thirteens, fourteens. 15s, 17s, so I was taking them for half, half an hour every day, but I was on uh-huh. furlough uh-huh. from Glasgow Club, so, you know, I didn't mind doing that, and then I started my own uh, free fitness classes online as well, so I, I done that all the way through, and then eventually I started offering free classes at uh, Victoria Park as well. Um, so, yeah, COVID... COVID woke me up though. Uh, and me too. With what what I actually want to achieve from mm-hmm. vision, you know, where I want to be mm-hmm. as a career prospect now. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it's been good, and that's why uh, I changed my logo. So it used to be, you know, it's, it's always been Scott Marshall Fitness, right? Uh huh. Um, but that's why I've added in a wee bit extra now. So Scott Marshall Fitness coaching made personal because for me I think I've got that special touch when it comes to being uh, people skills and you know I can chat to MD you know uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so yeah a bonus yeah so it's a, a personal touch um, but no it's been awesome having you on the show Debbie thank you no, thank you. Thanks for having me. I could. Uh, I was telling my work earlier on. I went, I've got a podcast. This is a perfect guys going in about four hours with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh dear, I'm more into my fashion than my fitness. Sometimes I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Jane Fonda. <Woo-hoo. laughs>